following program contains explicit language and subject matter and is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Hello? It has to start sometime. What better place than here? What better time than now? And it's welcome back to Gorilla Radio Podcast, better known as the Zero Fucks Podcast. This is episode 32. It's actually the second one that I've uh, been putting out now on my own, which is uh, still a little bit odd and still a bit unusual to, to get the head around. But um, hey, we're all going to get there somehow. There's plenty to talk about. I've finally put all my pieces together when it comes to reality TV after being having watched The Bachelor from start to finish and I can say I was I was expecting I liked the win it was good bitterly disappointed and frustrated by the amount of bullshit that goes on in those things but hey that's just my opinion we've all got opinions and uh, I'm going to run through a bit of that Survivor finish the Survivor Australia and that's uh, came to an interesting climax. Basically, a PhD student gave away. That's um, uh, not a million, is it? Million five hundred thousand dollars because he just didn't back himself and didn't, for all the intelligence in the world, didn't understand what he was up against. So that was a bit disappointing. But anyway, fucking. Um, we're going to have a chat in a minute to Good Jess. Well, I refer to her as Good Jess all the time. From uh, Married at First Sight season three, and um, find out what's going on in her world. I love having a chat with her and catch up, and um, we're going to see what's going on with her. As I said, we're going to talk about reality TV. We're going to talk about reality TV stars. We're going to talk about Young Greta. Everybody knows who I'm talking about when I talk about Young Greta and the uh, the white men of the world that she's upset. I did that go viral very, very quickly. And um, I don't want to be political. I don't do politics. But she's only a young girl. Why have they got white men and attacking her credibility? She's a fucking kid. She had a point to get across. Anyway, we're going to get into that a bit later. But for now, let's um, let's kick off the show and um, we'll get Jess on the phone. So now we're back. I just wanted to sort of start with, um, before we get Jess on the phone, I just wanted to reiterate, I guess, the culture that I grew up in versus what's going on now. And I, 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 It's such an old person thing to say. When I was a kid, it's not, that's not the case. It's just about in generally how 
society has changed and how things have moved. When I grew up, you could show nudity on TV and particularly women, always women. It was never, never saw men naked or you'd see um, tops off for men. And women would be naked and, and hairy, very, very hairy. And, uh, and it was just accepted. You couldn't say fuck or cunt on television and, and you, you, the N-word got used and, of course, we don't say that now, but bitch or shit never got used. And, and, and I don't say we've evolved um, into the bad, but what's ha- happened now is that nudity is widely accepted in so many ways and that's okay. It's a, it's a body. We've all born with it. Instagram has strict rules. Instagram is my favourite example because it's just where society is based now. But Instagram has strict rules about nudity and you can't be topless. You can't show nipples, but yet men topless and nipples is okay. So anyway, and um, so you can't change that. So they just wear sheer clothing where you can see everything. Same as you can't show the bottom half because um, it's against... Instagram regulations, yet you can wear sheer underpants or very, very tight on, and, or pull them up into a camel toe and it's, it's widely accepted. Has the world gone fucking mad? I just – there's this huge reverse of all the words you can't say. And I actually question myself today. I'm going to ask Jess about this because I heard a comedian say this bitch or that bitch and she was just in a joyful way going, yeah, I've got this bitch, blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking – now, a woman comedian can get away with that, but a male would get nailed referring to yo bitch. So it we've just we create this red tape, and the one guy I'm going to stick up for, which I never thought I'd do this in a million years, is Kyle Sanderlands. Now, anyone that's in Australia that knows Kyle Sanderlands, he's on the radio. He's made a joke about religion, right, and. It was him trying to be funny. He he really tried to get across the point about Mary not being a virgin, yada, yada, yada. Now, for me, I don't give a fuck, right? I'm an atheist, and but I, I think everyone's entitled to it. In saying that, there's a lot of Buddhist traits that I like, and I've met the Dalai Lama, yada, yada, yada. But religion gets a little bit highly strung when all of a sudden, they don't give a fuck as long as you get, they're getting paid, right? They're getting their money in. But as soon as someone like Kyle makes a stupid comment, and it was stupid, whatever it was, in his head he's being funny. He's trying a gag. He's trying to be cheeky. That's who he is, right? That's what the public like about him. That's what his fan base like about him. That's who he is. What I don't get is when people get upset and get butt hurt. And now they're protesting. He's got a house in uh, the US, which thanks to radio, that's afforded him that. So good luck to him. And, you know, he, he's put some yards in on radio over, you know, two decades in two different stations and, and he, he's reaping the reward. But don't take what a radio shock jock they call him. I, look, the guy works in radio, let's just say that. There's no such thing as a shock jock anymore. He's just getting a joke, what he considers a joke, and all of a sudden it becomes tabloid fodder. Who really gives a fuck? You know, if you wanted to look at the joke, you want to have a look at the joke of 
a particular religion that has a long history of sodomizing um, young up-and-coming priests and older boys and creating havoc in those fucking lives. And, and, and the, the hierarchy of the priesthood that hid it from the public and, 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 you know, destroyed people's lives and yet a comment about something that they cannot prove that's actual true, actual factual, right? They, it's, it's a book that's gone around forever and everyone's under this belief. For me, it's a cult, right? That's how I look at it. And he's made a comment that's upset a few people. Okay, but fucking death threats? Like, and then people going, oh, we're going to pull sponsorship. Fuck off. You, he didn't, you know, this on the back of Israel Folau and, and, and him getting banned because he talked about his religion that he believed in, that if you don't believe in what he believes in, you're going to hell. On the reverse side, Kyle's questioning faith and saying, well, it's not his bag and he's just made a joke, it's just a gag and all of a sudden everyone wants to throw him out and and it just blows my mind. It absolutely, I just, I don't know <laughs> how the hell or is it purely for publicity and are people getting on board just to make, to fill the papers or to fill the columns or particularly online, the famous Daily Mail who um, are forever writing about something. So in my words, the people that hate on Carl, uh, Kyle, Carl, Carl Stefanovic's had enough. The people that are hating on uh, Carl Sanderlands can go fuck themselves. I think that they just let things be and, um, you know, that's the way the world is. It's crazy. That's right. Fuck off. All right, let's give Jess a call and see what she's up to. And we've got Jess on the phone. How are you, Jess? I am very well again. How are you? Good, good. This sounds rehearsed. <laughs> <laughs> we've, uh, Here's we, one we've been practicing earlier. We do. We have a little chat offline. Now, a lot of things are going on and the first yes. thing I want to say is, and I didn't mention this, how beautiful is your baby? Oh, isn't she just the best? She looks, she looks placid. She looks content. Like it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. I don't care. Yeah, she's take a photo. Fussiest, yeah, she's the least fussiest baby, touch wood. Like she's just, she's not an asshole. I've always said, thank God. I see some babies that are assholes. Yeah. And she's not an asshole. She's just really, really chill. She's funny. She's just, oh, just, and she's in daycare today and I miss her. Yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Absence yeah. makes the heart grow fonder, but not really with a child. I mean, I'm stuck with her forever. But, um, <laughs> no, she's just, yeah, she, um, she kills, and she's now officially started crawling. She's oh, now crawling. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So it's been keeping you busy. Yeah, it has. Like, she's, um, well, because I go back to work in two months as well, so I'm trying to get as much time with her as possible but yeah oh it's it's always stuff i'm doing so much laundry yeah. i swear it gives me the shit and then chris wears like a shirt once i'm like fucking wear it four more times before <laughs> i wash it because what? i already have to wash our daughter's clothes every fucking day yeah yeah it does it's, it's um yeah and <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not trying to one-up your shit but I, I will tell you you just get accustomed to it i had two my second one came when the first one was 13 months oh you just get used to it. It doesn't. They, what you get out of them overrides all the shit 
But oh yeah, it's yeah. just that fucking constant. And we did we did nappies. My ex wife. Oh. No, nah, my ex-wife was on a bender of, no, nah, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. We were all about breastfeeding. We are all about like just and, – uh, and I went, yep, okay, I'm down with that. <laughs> Fucking nappy. So it was just washer, dryer, washer, dryer, washer, dryer. Like, it was yeah, crazy. my mum did that though. My mum did that with me but they didn't have a dryer so it was washer, hang oh, on. It's mental. It's mental. You'd never do it. You'd never do it again. Like it just – anyway. That's that's by the by. <laughs> um, and life's good. You're going well. Yeah, life's good. Like um, you know, it's just I'm coming to the end of mat leave, and I don't really want to go back to my job. Yeah. So because I just don't really want to be there. But um, yeah, like life's good. It's everything's pretty cruisy. I'm online shopping like a mofo. So I spent literally today returning all the stuff that I'd bought that didn't look any good. And my mum's looking at me. I'm like, okay, so you have to go to the post. First, we have to go to Office Works to print off the return labels. Then we're going to the post. I'm going to go to Big W, Baby Bunty, and Kmart. <laughs> and she's like, okay. So there, there's so something. Like returning all this stuff. There's something important I didn't know. I don't know anyone that returns stuff from online. I thought that was the the online thing. Nah. Was like once you got it, you're stuck with it. Even when you get it, you go, oh, this looks shit. Oh, this is okay. not a paid or thing, but the iconic. Are just epic because they send it to you, and then it's free returns. Yeah. So all you got to do is print off the label, and you stick it there, and it's gone. And normally, what happens is as soon as it hits their their mail center, which is sometimes within twenty four hours, they refund you. It's cra- they're crazy good. Whoever created it just runs it. They they do an awesome job because they get so much of my money. Yeah, customer service goes a long way, doesn't it? Yeah, free returns. It's what you want. Like, because yeah. people don't do it because it's a pain in the ass. But I'm like, no, no, I'm going to return everything I don't want. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I do. I love online shopping. I got to tell you, I love it. <sighs> Try having a daughter. Yeah, a really cute daughter. Yeah, that just, and all these clothes are really cheap, and I think, oh, I've got to try and buy it. Take the tags off, wash it, hide it from Chris. <laughs> and he'll be like, didn't didn't um, where did this come from? Oh no, we've had that for ages. <laughs> Ages, babe. I remember when mm. I got it from Kmart, and he'd be like, "No, I don't care, whatever." <laughs> My ex-wife used to do that, but to her mum, I didn't give a fuck. I'd go like, put my kids in whatever, make them look cool. I, I'm, I'm down with that. But yeah. she, her mum would say, oh, "I don't remember that one. Where did that come from?" Oh no, I've had it for ages. Oh no, I've had it for ages. I'd be like, oh. like, and she'd look at me, and I'm like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know why she'd look at you going, you're not going to remember a thing. And what it was, close the clothes. it was like, you know, you know, surely you know. I don't, what, I don't care. Like, my kids look cool, <laughs> you know. And she's a good mum at the time, so I, I didn't care. So anyway. Now, I'm going to change things a little bit because I've got a question for you and I really need to yes. know the answer to this. Sure. What did women do before, like with makeup, moisturiser and face masks and shit, before the reality TV women got on Instagram and YouTube, where did you learn about makeup? Because everyone that comes off reality TV wants to tell you about how they do their makeup. So I never got well, – okay, so I used to do calisthenics when I was little. Right. Like I did it for about eight years. So that's really heavy stage makeup, like really long fake eyelashes and like really drag queen looking stuff because it's got to look good on stage. So that's probably yep. where makeup 
I first started using makeup. But in terms of for myself, I used to get the $7 cover girl, and any girl my age will remember that. It used to come with a little white lid. You never blended it, so you always had the line around your jaw. I used to wear blue, yes, yeah, seriously, blue mascara. And then they used to have these really cheap $2 shops where you used to get this really shiny gloss that used to smell different flavors. And that's honestly what I knew about makeup. Right. Nothing. Anything I've ever learned, I, get, I pay people to do my makeup, and that's when I just take the tips from them. Yeah. But I, I'm, yeah, I just, I watch that now, and I just go, oh, fuck off, you have filtered that. Like, I, seriously, if I say one more fucking article about that stupid bitch from. That Jessica chick. Uh, (laughs) She's fucking, she's like herpes. She's fucking everywhere and on everything. The Daily Mail love her. But I went to Daily Mail today and like, oh no, it was yesterday. It had an article about Jessica leaving a comment on what's his face from Richmond. I'm like, who stalks these comments, FYI? Then it had um, Jules holding a baby and how Cameron got a, uh, insight into his future life, and then it was Martha and Michael celebrating. You know, I'm like, fuck off. Yeah, yeah. I hope I wasn't that annoying because these bitches are fucking annoying. Like, oh, it's it's off. overload. And so, so for me, right, I'm a reality TV fan. I'm now re- yeah. sort of got a whole spin on how unrealistic it is now. It's moved away because they create drama. Even The Block has brought people in yeah. to create fucking drama. Yeah, I've read it. I've read it. They're getting a lot of slack for doing that too. Oh, like the, the two gay guys, right? I, and I hate saying that, but that's how everyone knows it. So Mitch and Mark. Yeah. They were. Yes, I, I've seen the photos. Of it. I know what you're talking about. And they were contracted for another show about renovating, right, and, and flipping houses. And apparently this is what they do. So they've brought them in. They've brought yeah. Jesse and oh, I hate when I forget the name. I think it's Mel. Yeah, and he was an auctioneer in previous ones, so he knows the the the, the, the territory where they're at. But they've been brought in purely to create this fucking drama, and people are like, "Oh, I didn't like how Jesse said that. I didn't like how the guys said that." Look, it's just that's how you keep people engaged and. Yeah. Um, as I said, I, I just watched my full first season of The Bachelor. Oh, yeah. And I truly believe, this is how I really believe it because I'll tell you the spin-off of it. When he sent, so he gets down to Final Four and the big two that everyone talked about was Ellie, who was the yeah. nurse, the little blonde country girl. Yeah. And Chelsea, who's the scientist, chemistry something, engineer, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you've got the the naughty girl who Abby, who is is very attractive and very pretty, and and you know you could go every time that she bit her lip, you could have a shot, you'd be fucking hammered. <laughs> uh, and then there was the, another token Helena. blonde Helena, who I thought was gorgeous. Right when he sent Ellie home, I think that's when he made his decision. Because Helena and Abby were there purely just to stir the pot. Abby yep. was for no other reason other than she's going to go on Bachelor in Paradise, and this is going to, and she she's been promoted to 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 that sort of world. And Helena has now gone into her business that she's flogging all over Instagram with her a mum and a sister on a weight loss consultants or better life. She's consul- getting smashed on that as well. Is she? In terms of, t- yeah, because she's um, promoting, she was telling people to not snack. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. 
So, so, but th- they have ulterior motives, and and Abby's. A, yeah, I'm going on Bachelor of Paradise, which everyone was pretty much. That was what was going. She's fucking yeah. twenty three years old. I know. And she goes, I can't find a man, and I'm like, you're twenty three. No. But did you know that they've changed the age now for applicants to twenty five? Oh, okay, that's interesting. After, after, yeah, after this season, they just, because uh, having a twenty-three-year-old, we all know what we were like at twenty-three. Oh. You know, like she's been a typical twenty-three-year-old, yeah. and you know, everyone's done it, everyone's been there. But yeah, like they, they've changed the age now. But I just, I, I got, I'm so disinterested because I just, firstly, I watched a couple episodes and some, they all were hating on Abby, and I'm like, okay, I don't know why. Um, and then I read an article that they exposed a WhatsApp chat that had Helena, um, Ellie, no, Helena, Chelsea, and Abby in it as the final three. Yeah, okay. And I'm like, okay, well, it's all been ruined now. So why would you even yeah watch it because you know who's going to win? Yeah, and and that's yeah. and that's the the the, the whole unreal unreal unreality of reality TV where it's just yeah. doctored. And have you ever watched what's the um, American piss take? Unreal? Have you watched Unreal? that? Yeah. No. Do you know? People have been telling me for years to watch it. For years and years and years and years, and, years, and I have not watched it. But yes, I've heard of it. You you would get it more so than anyone because of the fact that you've been on it and you yeah. and you know what it's like when you when you step two steps away from the camera and you talk to a producer. Yeah. And and the producers have you know in their head what they're trying to prove and that sort of thing. You you would get it. You would get it a hundred percent. But it's yeah. I, it's really hard to try and pick something to watch. I was sitting here just before going, all right, I've finished Mindhunter. Now, what do I start? And I started watching You, you know, that stalker oh, thing on Netflix. Yeah, unreal. But I, I lost I, – I, I, I just – I love it. I love it. Okay. But um, then I just – no, no, no. I, I'm not the spoiler. I just sort of – I just stopped. Okay. The first three, I was locked in, going, man, this is that's a guy from um, Gossip Girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he he plays a great character, and it's I like, heard that he played played it really well. Oh, plays it brilliantly, but it just, and I think this is the choice. See, so I've got Netflix, Stan, Amazon Prime, and I subscribe right. to KO, right, which is the sports channels from Foxtel. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I'm still a dude, and I love my sport. But but it you, it's like um, okay. I'll tell you something else that everyone's watched: Peaky Blinders. Yeah, I've heard of it. I haven't watched it. Yeah, and everyone's like, "You've got to watch it. You got to watch it." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm down for that." And then, and this is the the one that from women that I've heard they go, "It's got um, what's the English heartthrob that all the women love?" Um, he played Bane in Batman. Oh oh oh. Hardy. I don't, Tom Hardy, fuck, he's hot. Well, see, he, and then people go, well, you've got to see Peaky Blinders when Tom Hardy's in it. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, yeah. Yeah, he, he's, a, he's a bit of a spunk rat, that one. I, I actually don't know what it is that keeps you engaged in TV shows. Mindhunter, right up my alley, loved it. Oh. Can't get enough of it. And when it ends, I go, you motherfuckers, there's more to but come. When it ended, I expected another episode and then – it yeah. came up with that whole thing, you know, it's, since 2019, none of those things have been solved. I just went, oh, yeah. it's the end again. You made us wait a yeah. year. Yeah. You bastards. And you only did nine episodes. Yeah. You bastards. 
So the guy, not the guy that plays Holden Ford, and did you notice in the, I think it's like episode three or four, when he introduces himself, he goes, I'm Holden Ford. He goes, yeah, I'm not real popular down in down under in Australia. There was even, even he they even wrote that into it, which I thought that's pretty I funny. No, I didn't hear that. Yeah. He, I, th- I think it's when he, when they go into the town in the black town, he introduces himself to one of the, the ladies, and he says, "I'm Holden Ford." Yeah, it's not a, it's not a real popular name in in Australia, and I'm like, yeah, that's pretty cool. It's uh, okay. It's not him. It's the other guy. So what they do with this is this is a give us more, give us more mentality, right? Yes. Not him, but his partner. Yeah. Was, it was interviewed in real, you know, in real life, and they said, "Blah blah blah, you haven't signed for series three. He goes, "Listen, there'll be series three, there'll be series four, and there'll be series five. We've got that much material, but of course they do. It's, yeah, it's just where we are in the timeline at the moment, um, and that's why we don't see the BTK anything more than what he's doing to himself because yeah. they, it's still an unsolved case at this stage, and it and. From the time that Dennis Rader started, he just went into a big lull where he didn't do anything and then he starts again. So it really needs it, to move to the 80s. Oh, it's, it's just such, it's such a good show. And I was so happy when a season two was coming out. Now I'm just like, okay. So I, like, I was, yeah, I was looking at you and then I, then I started to do, then I started to look at um, when they see us. And then I thought, someone's told me that's really, sort of down. So I don't, don't really yeah, want yeah, to watch yeah. that. Then I wanted to watch um, – oh, I've got so much shit. But then I started to think, okay, have you ever watched Please Like Me? Yeah. I, I just it didn't, I, it didn't do it for I me. I love it. Yeah, okay. I've watched it from start to finish. Believe That's uh, Comedian Josh? Yeah, yeah, about six or seven times. I love that show. Yeah. But now – then I just started to go, then I went, okay, I'm watching A Star Is Born. Yeah. Gaga, I, I, I like this movie. I think she's, I think she's a babe. I, I love her voice. I, I, well, I think that, that. So from when she came onto the scene, it took until A Star Is Born for a lot of people to give her the credit she deserves because she's, she's amazing. Not just because of what she wears and what she, she writes, she sings, she plays instruments. She, she. And created her own persona. There's actually, yeah. there's even if you go back to the hills, when the hills yeah. when the hills first started, yeah, um, one of the girls had to go to an, a, a gig and and it was a Lady Gaga when she was first starting and she was a nobody. And yeah, 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 yeah. I actually yeah. Do remember that. Yeah, yeah. So this this woman's come a long way. What for me was I had even my ex girlfriend was telling me about you got to go and see it, you got to go and see it, and I'm like yeah yeah yeah, and then I listened to a podcast and they dropped the whole clangor of what happens in it. Spoiler without any warning. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah. I hate 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 that when people yeah. do that. And that's what that's what ruined the sixth sense for me. Oh, I read about the magazine, your, your favourite death scene in the movie, and someone wrote, they actually published it. It had only been out for a short period of time, and someone said, Bruce Willis in the sixth scene. I went, you motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. So that's shit. Give me a warning. And even with these guys, this is quite funny because I follow them on Facebook as well, right? And I actually, I liked them reviewing movies. I liked their podcast. I liked everything yeah. they did. And it had been out six months. That's it, right? 
that's not cool. No, and they dropped it without a spoiler. So I sort of went and I went off on a rant and said, you motherfuckers, like, well, the backlash from the fans on Facebook just went mental. Like it oh, went really? crazy. And they're like, you, should, you shouldn't say anything on the page. You should write to them. I go, yeah, no, I have. And I did it on Twitter as well. And so in the end, I just wrote back and wrote to the guys and said, listen, you know, my comments were justified. It's got a little bit out of context. But the reality is your fans like your show and they've backed you up and that's cool. I'm not listening to you guys anymore and I'm not following you. So, you know, thanks but fuck off. And um, I wish you well. They've got a great following and the podcast is, is big. They're Australian guys and the podcast is big. Um, they didn't say spoilers. They didn't – but there's no need. And, and so here's my argument with spoilers, right? Yeah. Bill Collins – reviewed movies for 40 years and did not give the plot away in any of his movies. None of them. He would give yeah. you bits and pieces about And this guy was iconic, right, and I can't say it enough in Australia as to how, how iconic he was. Yeah. He would promote. He, he even, I remember he did a spiel one night about Andrew Dice Clay in The Adventures of Ford Fairlane, right? Now, it's one of my favourite movies. Yeah. And he come out and defended it and said, this is actually a very clever movie. It bombed at the box office. It's got a cult following. I love it. Maybe it's a little bit too much swearing for my liking, but this is very clever. Blah, 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 blah. He didn't spoil anything. And he made a career out of not spoiling. Why do people now feel they have to tell you? It pisses me off. Yeah. But give people the option. I'm sorry. If the Daily Mail can write... Spoiler alert for Game of Thrones. And if you're listening to a podcast, do the whole, hey, guys, if you don't want to hear what we're going to say, just... Yeah. You know what? They probably did it, though, because of because it's been done twice before and ultimately the ending is the ending. I'm not going to ruin it, even though it's been out for a while now. The yeah. ending is the ending. It's just, it just is different the way that it happens. But still, I'd be pissed off. Well, I didn't... So it's quite funny. I knew the history of... One of them, right? Barbara Streisand, Chris Christopherson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, knew, I knew the movie and I remember my mum going on it, but I never watched it. I never knew it. And then when this popped, I, then there was one before with, I think, Judy Garland. Yeah, Judy Garland, yeah. Which I, I, I didn't know there was a, a previous one. And then I heard about this finally getting up and done. But they originally, there was a third talk of doing it with Beyonce and all this sort of shit. Oh. And then this came out. And he just, like Lady Gaga, you know what you're getting with her. And then yeah. he comes out and just blows you away and I go, I know. Fuck. That was, and, and their chemistry between the two of them yeah. just, yeah. like you want, you want to see a good movie, like that on, on, on people that have chemistry, that there you are. Like it's, oh, yeah, I could watch yeah. that. I could watch that. Oh, probably once a you month. Can, you can, easily. Yeah, you, you because and the fact is that when she's singing, you know that that's her singing. Yeah. And the same with yeah. him, but like, yeah, I just yeah, I just think it's a great movie. I, just, I think I just think that there's a lot of people out there that you know, it's when they all jump on the bandwagon. Here's another example: Taylor Swift, right? She pops up and everyone jumps on the bandwagon, and then everyone jumps off and go fucking Taylor Swift, fucking Taylor Swift, whatever it is. She's got. A huge amount of fans. She's very clever. Yeah. She's very talented. If that's what you're into, that's what you're into. If it's not, but you've yeah. got to recognise that she is very, very talented, 
and just like yeah, Jen- I just don't like it. Yeah, just like Jennifer Anderson can't keep a boyfriend. Well, it's a bit, I'm going to say it. I don't understand what the big deal is about Beyonce. As in, in general, I don't understand why why she's Queen Bee or <sighs> Bay or whatever the fuck. I just she's I can appreciate the fact that she's very fit, like to do her like, but. I don't understand this obsession with it. And I was furious that they put her in The Lion King. Furious. Yeah. Like, I think, because all you see, like, have you seen the, the new no, Lion King? No, Okay, it's, it's, it's great. It's great. Um, but when she comes on, because she's Nala, all you hear is Beyonce. Yeah, okay. So it takes you out of being in a real, like, you know, a live action in Africa and that being caught up uh, in the story, yeah, yeah, the scenery, because yeah. then all you can hear is Beyonce, and that fucks me up. Yeah, I, look, yeah, I'm, it's, I'm it's not okay with James Earl Jones because he's still um, Simba's dad. You know, he's still yeah. Mufasa. Yeah, so that's okay because you you know it's James Earl Jones, but you know that he's also Mufasa. And James Earl no Jones could read lullabies to my kids. I wouldn't care. I'd be oh, like, yeah, him and Morgan Freeman. That that would do yeah, me. Every, but see, I even like David Attenborough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. like. I can't watch a lot of those because as soon as like a baby elephant gets hurt, or there's a baby animal of some sort that's cute, it gets hurt in those documentaries. I have to turn them off. But I think they're really fascinating, and I love how passionate he is about yeah. it. Yeah, he just thinks it's the best thing ever. Yeah, I I I think that what the people that don't get recognised on that is the the camera technology that gets them oh. so close. It's not funny. Yeah. That blows my mind. And the mind. time lapse as well. Like, yeah. I then go, oh, who has the time? I'm bored. Yeah. I'd be bored yeah. sitting there going, okay, day 45, watching this egg. But Adamra's voice, like the other two, is just, it's calming. Yeah. It's like, like if James L. Jones was yelling at you, I'd be upset. I'd be like, fuck, man, okay, okay. You're like, yeah, yeah, I get it. But in his normal speaking voice, I'd be like, yeah, who, who, Who'd never thought that Darth Vader could be cool? You're cool. And his laugh. Have you seen The Sandlot? Um, no, I don't think I have. How How have you not seen this? <laughs> it scares me when people say that because I reckon I've got a good spin on most movies. But okay, so I'm, gonna, movie, I'm writing it down. Yeah, so he's in it. Yeah. But it, it's set uh, in the 1950s and it had, say, so, okay, so you know The Mighty Ducks. Yep. Obviously. Okay. So you know, um, my, oh, Mighty Ducks two, where they get the no. cute. Um, okay, fine. There's a cute <laughs> boy in there that he was like eye candy for all the young girls who are about thirteen or fourteen. Oh, okay. Mike, Mike Vitar or something. Anyway, he's in all this random trivia. He's in the Sandlot. Instead of 1950s, this nerdy boy moves to a town. Um, he makes friends with the local baseball team, but they're scared of. Um, this dog that's owned by James L. Jones, and every time they hit a baseball over it, they could never get a baseball back. Anyway, one day they run out of um, baseballs and they've got no money to buy one. So the nerdy kid who's trying to make friends takes his um, stepdad's signed Babe Ruth baseball to go and play with and they knock it over into the the beast. That's the name of the dog that they're petrified of. That sounds familiar. Yeah, they're not into the beast backyard, so they spend the whole movie thinking out all these adventures of how to get it back. Brilliant! It's 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 really sweet. It's a beautiful kids movie. It's just yeah, it's really it's really good movie. I think I have seen it. This is the how you play baseball like a girl. Yeah, yeah, 
and it's got like um, it's oh, it's just, it's just, it's just a wonderful movie. I just I've watched it so many times. It just reminds yeah, me of my yeah. childhood. That one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, James Earl Jones is in that, and his laugh. He's just got this most beautiful, like he laughs from his gut. And that's what I, you know, I love. I love a good laugh. Isn't he? Isn't he in um, uh, Field of Dreams too? I haven't seen that. S- see, then you're putting shit on me. Field of Dreams of Kevin Costner. Yeah, but you know what? I actually, I, I, I like Kevin Costner. He is the original Robin Hood to me. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. But I actually liked Waterworld. Yeah, so do I. I, I don't have. Oh, good. I don't have any qualms about it. I don't understand the hate on it. I don't. I know. I, 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 I do. Really like it. I do say that people will say Mad Max on water. I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can say that. Yeah. But you can also say that about most apocalyptic movies, right? Yes, that's because true. they all go down the same path. I never. But what? Okay. So here's my spin. This is straight. You've just asked the right question. Here's my spin on it. Okay. Okay. Kevin Costner raised money to to make. Once we'll, uh, sorry, what is it? Dances with Wolves, okay? Yeah. He had to fund it himself. He put it to studios. He, everyone knocked it back, knocked it back, knocked it back. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not pointing the finger at the Jewish community in the movie industry, although we know that the Jews run Hollywood, okay? Of course they do. Yes, they do, yes. So they, he couldn't get money. He couldn't, so he funded that himself. I didn't watch that movie until the hype was over because it, it was just so much hype. Then when it won all these Academy Awards, they started doing numbers counting and went, hmm, this is interesting. We didn't mm-hmm. make money. We didn't get this. We didn't get – and they started counting how much money they didn't make. So I think they then kicked his ass to the side. When Waterworld, they just went, no, nah, fuck him. Poo-poo it because there was nothing yeah. on that movie. There was another one called The Postman that he was in, which was an apocalyptic type thing too. I didn't mind that. I thought it was all right and I thought – They've just done a number on Kevin Costner. And then he sort of disappeared and then they let him back into Hollywood. They went, you're all right, Kev. You can start making money for us again. As long as you make money for us, we're happy. That's my my conspiracy theory on it because the hate and the shit that went on and then still today when you talk to people and you go about water, oh, that was shit. Okay, okay. Tell me what was so bad about it. Yeah. Tell me what was so bad because it's not. It's – if the world was on the water, that's exactly what it looked like. And and it was so – this is how bad it was. Universal Studios created a whole water world theme show for people to watch for years and years and years. Because it was – at that time, it was the most expensive movie ever made. It, it was great. It was brilliant. I, yeah, I'm glad that you – because I like it. I've watched it several times and I didn't understand why people hated it. I Yeah, I like it. But don't judge me. I haven't seen Dancing with Wolves. No, no. Well, as I said, I didn't watch it when, when the hype was up because it just I – don't, I, don't, I don't know why I do that. I think it's just a rebellious shit attitude I've got. But <laughs> You're not other than, tell me what to watch. Other than Tarantino. I watch Tarantino religiously. Yes. But when there's a big hype, I just go, mm, fuck off. Like, and I didn't watch Stranger Things, for instance, until the hype was over. Like, I haven't watched season two or three. I – I'm about to start too, and, and again, I, this is what I'm not understanding. What I'm not engaging with, Mine Hunter, I'm locked in, oh. locked in. But there's yeah. other things that I just, and now with this flexibility, I've found myself watching, rewatching Friends, I'm rewatching Seinfeld. Um, I just, I'm watching Intervention. Oh, 
I don't think I know. I'm morbid. I used to watch that when I lived in America, and I saw it on Netflix. I'm like, oh, yeah. and I don't know what it is. I get really invested in these people in half an hour because you see these people at their worst, yeah. and I get really happy at the end when they say this person has been sober since yeah. such and such a date. Yeah. I'm like, good on you. I'm so proud of you. I don't even know you, but I'm yeah. Intervention. Yeah. It's, it's fun. Oh, Chris and I started watching the Righteous Gemstones. Oh, I um, I where are you watching that on Fox? Fox. Okay, because I um, I may have come across an episode via the computer somehow. I don't know how. And just <laughs> because I love Kenny Powers, right? Yeah. So I wanted to see it, and um, I sort of watched the first one, and I I'm like, okay, this has got potential, but I've left it at that. Okay, so we're up to episode four. Okay, and you're loving and- it. Yeah, I really it's it's very morbid as well. And like I I like and I like John Goodman. Yeah, um, it, it's good. There's some moments of like it's 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 very good. Um, I I like it because I, I thought that they just you know hype it up with the uh, previews, but it's because the thing is half of these Christian families over there that run these churches they're so rich. These fuckers are rich in this show. Yeah. Oh. And and it is a spin on what it is. Like I, I can't remember yeah. the the Joe Rogan talks about um, one of the guys of the evangelical leaders, and he's got this like he's just like a perfect human. He's so cut up. He's he's loaded it, because if it's anything like Australia, you don't pay tax on it. No, they don't. Yeah, they so, don't pay any tax on it. Yeah, so it's. Um, but that's what they think. They, they're honest about. Like you see this, and there's obviously there'd be a lot of people that would be pissed off about it. Yeah. But it, it shows that how all the money they've got, and they all live on this lot, and they all turn their different ways to go to their houses, and it's, yeah, okay. it, it gets. Because did you see much of um you know Adam Devine who's the younger brother? Yeah, I don't actually mind he, him as an actor. I I like him too. Yeah, he you know he I think his friends Keith. The, the that used to be in the who used to be a satanic worshipper, no, with the mullet, no, no I don't. <laughs> is it good? Got, yeah, invest some time. Right, I will. Yeah, it, I will. It, it's good value. I really like it. See things like that. Like I love, I, and I always call him Kenny Powers because I can never remember his name. Danny. Danny was it Mc Mc something? McBride. Danny Mc, McBride. Danny McBride. Okay. He to me is just. I I feel like. Although he's acting, I feel like that's who he is. Yeah, because you know, so well, that's exactly what Chris said. Because Chris watched him in that Eastbound and Down. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. I don't know. Yeah, that's when he's Kenny fucking Powers. Yeah, the, is it baseball? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah, oh. okay, yes, that's what Chris said. He, he plays the exact same thing, but it's just it's just who he is. Yeah, I feel and like it's the, him. He's the central character in the Righteous Gemstone. So if you like him, watch it because okay. he's fucking good in it. Yeah, no, I love him. He he yeah. did an ad for – I'll send you the link for it – for Tubes, right, which is shoes. Oh, yeah, like, I know. Yep, yeah. Yeah. And he, he acted like he was taken over the company, right? I've just bought 51% of this company and he's got on his yeah. front of his desk um, – MF CEO, he's now the motherfucking CEO, and he just does this spiel. It's the greatest, and he gets. I decided I'm going to bring people in, and he brings all like sports people in, and he's sitting. It's one of the funniest scenes, and you you can pick it up. He's sitting there in a board meeting, and he's got like a guy. He's I think he's a, a footballer, like a NFL, and he basically gets annoyed with a bloke, and he throws his shoe 
um, at at the bloke and hits the bloke because the bloke's sitting in the boardroom playing on his phone. And he's like, <laughs> a, so he throws his shoe and he hits this bloke. And as he does it, um, Danny McBride picks up a muffin and throws it at the guy, hits him straight in the eye. Like, and it's like he's only two foot away and he goes, we fucked you up, dude. And I, it is the funniest that. So I'm going to I'll send you that clip because it, it's still today the best advertising ever for just even in it. He goes, Yeah, we're going to have a perfume line. It's going to be called Don't Smell Like Shit. Like, it, and it's just him. And I think I go with the theory that, yeah, that's just who he is in real life. Yeah, that's that's what um that's what Chris is. But yeah, that's it's it's worth it. So watch the next couple of episodes. Oh, right, I have um, to give it a best. It, it's worth it. We've totally taken like a massive segue. No, no, no. That's all right. This is good. This is getting it out. It's chatting. So, are you going to watch The Bachelorette and Love Island? Love Island. I had a look at who was on it. I don't know. There's a devout Christian chick there. Oh. Yeah, that fucking devout. Put your tits away. Yeah. Don't, you know, like, just, uh, and I saw one guy who's got a horrible haircut. Like, it's just, it's all combed all the way forward and he's got a blunt fringe and no man should ever have a blunt fringe, FYI. Can, but I just, will it beat, I, though, and just remember last season, I don't know if you saw last season. Yeah. This is still the funniest thing. Last season, there was a guy who was a stripper who... Looks like the main character out of Sons of Anarchy. Oh, yes. And he even called himself that when he went on the show. Oh, I do remember that wanker. That's right. Yeah. I was reading about that. Got to, got to, now, that's, that's big. How do you top that? Oh. Well, you what know, they're going to. I can't think of what his name What's his name in the Jack. show? Jax. He called himself Jax, and they're sort of like, yeah, you look a bit like Jax. And I think he even had a big kick-ass tattoo on his back of like the Sons of Anarchy type thing. I feel like I just need to look at this now. While the, okay, let's have a look. Um, love it. I want to have a look. No, we don't want him. So, yeah, well, Love Island, I don't know. Bachelorette, I'll probably – I want to watch the bit um, where Angie's brother there and then when they bust Angie's brother. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I um, – uh, to be fair, Charlie Hunnam is way hotter than this guy, but let's have a look. He does look like him, though. Yeah, he does. But going and getting the tattoos, fuck off. You're, you're a dickhead. Yeah. You're, oh, they're going to show me the – but yeah, I don't know. I don't know about um, about Love Island, but Bachelor. I'll probably watch it for a little bit. Yeah, it's very hard now because I am actually obsessed with Bluey. Oh, okay. Bluey is a very, very good show and very funny, and my daughter loves it because. And we're not talking about the old Bluey cop huh? show from the seventies. No, we're talking about the, the cartoon. cartoon on ABC. So great. It's, it's made for adults. Yeah. Like Stevie doesn't watch it. She'll watch the intro and goes psycho for the intro music. Yeah. And then doesn't watch it. And I sit there and go, no, no, we're going to watch the yeah. seven minutes of Bluey thinking. I don't care if you're hungry. We're watching Bluey. Yeah, we're watching Bluey because yeah. this is a good episode. <laughs> my, my sister's kids were obsessed by Peppa Pig. I don't know if that's still a thing. 
Oh, I don't mind the big pig. Um, I just like how they snort. Like, I'm Daddy Pig. I just think that's funny. Yeah. Um, the Wiggles scare the shit out of me. The new Wiggles, so creepy. Yeah, I grew I, up. My kids grew up with the original Wiggles, and yeah, um, the original. Yeah. And and for me, it didn't matter. It didn't matter where you were. But you still knew the lyrics and you'd still, in the back of your mind, you're just thinking about it. And they go, what are you thinking about? I'm thinking, two, two, chug a chug a big red car. Big red car, I'm going to, yeah, yeah. It I'm just stays yeah. in your brain. And yeah. because they had the guys from the cockroaches involved, that, that I was cool with that. I was down. That was yeah, my I jam. Because I watched um, the Arndos, the painting with Arndo, brush or whatever it is, I don't know. And he painted Anthony Field, the Blue Wiggle. Yep. And yep. so I heard all about his his life, his upbringing and stuff like that. Because look, I watch the new Wiggles now. Um, they creep me out. Okay. Like, they're just like the red one is this like, I swear he's like 50 and he's got this deep baritone voice and he's awkward. And then you've got Lockie who's got this floppy, stupid fucking hair that I feel like cut, you wanker. And then you've got Emma, who's very beautiful, but she's all teeth and all. She doesn't fucking dance. Yeah. It's just, I don't, I'm very passionate about my hatred for the new Wiggles. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah. Isn't it funny? So now I've just been putting on the music channel for Stevie and like, she was, oh, the so funny the other day. You know, the thong song by Cisco? Yeah. It came on and she just thought, yes, this is a beat that I could dance to. And I thought, you are not allowed to show. We changed the words, you know. Yeah. You're not allowed to show any boys your thong. We just changed it so she knew that she wasn't allowed to show any boys her thong. <laughs> the one on her foot, yes. The one on her underwear, never. <laughs> Is, isn't it funny when kids – so I think of the Friends episode when they were singing I like big butts to yes. their kid and the kid was laughing, right? Yeah. My son's favourite song – now he would have been – I don't know, three, three or four, but his favourite song was that song by Chumbawamba. Um, oh, I, I, um, Top Something. Yeah, loved it. If it came yeah. on, he went mental, went <laughs> mental. So we ended up buying, I think we bought the CD just for that and he he thought, and I'm thinking, what, I'm encouraging my kid to be an alcoholic, like what the fuck? But, but yeah, that is a very good song. Well, yeah. now we're encouraging my daughter to show men her song. Thong, 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 thong. Yeah, she loved. She had a great time. She loved it. I'm like, this is disturbing. It's a very catchy song, Stevie. But don't show any boys. It is. Song. It is a catchy thing. That's that's yeah. the earworms factor. Like, um, I gotta say, I still laugh about Baby Shark because it just oh. drills into your brain. Yeah. It's, I think it's like, yeah, yeah. I, oh, it now does. it's going to be in my head. Too. Yeah. Okay. We'll change up. Speed up now. <laughs> Tell me about Celeste Barber. Now, before we go any further, I'll, there's, yes. a, there's a few things I, I sort of want to clarify. I think she's sure. very funny on Instagram. I know that's where she built her basis. I think that she does, she's done bit parts for television shows and bits of acting here yes. and there. So she's obviously in the biz. Yeah. Um, but what I could not find when, when she became, because they say she's a comedian, right? Yeah. And she posts pictures and she replicates them and takes the piss. And she is pretty funny. Like I've seen her on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, 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 yeah. But what I gather from her show is it's not stand-up comedy as much as it's her show on pictures. Yeah, it, 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 it kind of was that. Like I um, I think what it was is because because she's – I felt like that's the way that she needed to do her first show because everyone that 
is following her, is fans of hers, is because of Instagram and they see her parody pitch, pictures. Yeah. But I think that um, she – I felt she had to do that kind of show to explain sort of why and then if she did another one, then she would have a bit more material. Okay. That's how I felt. Yeah. Because I didn't actually – she put up there what picture actually like catapulted – her and all that sort of stuff, which I didn't even know. I mean, I could follow her on it. I followed her. I liked her on the letdown as well. That's, you know, she was in, she was in that. But, um, yeah, she was good. Like my friend Leslie and I got white girl. If there was a mix between mum's gone wild and white girl wasted. Nice. That was us. Yeah. You did look a bit tanked. I, (laughs) I was fucking tanked. We had, like, um, we had baby bottles of champagne in the car. We didn't drive, drink and drive. We got a lift in. Yeah. But we drank because we were obviously coming from the Riff. So we had two bottle, mini bottles of champagne each. Then we went to Meet Wine Co. and had a bottle of wine there. Then we went to Opera Bar and had a bottle of wine there. And then we went to um, the Opera House and we had, like, two glasses of wine there. Nice. And then, obviously, yeah. And then my bladder was starting to go, hey, you need to go to the toilet. We couldn't find the female toilet, so we used the men's. Yeah, yeah. And luckily there's an, a nice crowd there. Like, we, we, we were standing at the front. This guy walked out, and Leslie goes, my friend Leslie goes, so any men in there? He goes, no, nah, just go for it. And we're like, okay. So we went in there because it's the opera house. They're clean. They're nice. Yeah. And yeah. then as we're running out, two guys were coming in. We're running and going, women, women. But to be fair, no one could tell us otherwise. I think we're living in a society now where no one could – get angry at us. No. Um, and then we watched it and then I need to go to the bathroom again. So I think I missed the last 15 minutes of it. Yeah. And then we got an Uber home and I told my Uber driver that he needed to, his, his name was Sam, he needed to marry his girlfriend of three months, Vanessa. Nice. I don't know why. Nice. Yeah. And then um, I called Chris and I said, can you <laughs> unlock the car off the house so I don't have to worry about keys when I get home and I thought that was pretty smart of me and then I got home and apparently for the bedroom Chris could hear oh no and then I got to the front door and forgot everything I'd asked him and proceeded to lock and unlock the door for about 10 minutes because I couldn't get into my own fucking house and then I came in and jumped on Chris and woke him up and then I went oh the dogs so I went and said goodnight to the dogs as you do as you do, and I came back and jumped on Chris again. So nice. that was, yeah. So it was a good night. Yeah, it was a bloody great night. It was it was nice to sort of go. It was a nice night, and Celeste was funny, and it was just yeah, it was yeah. I haven't been that drunk in a very long time. Yeah, I, on on route to Celeste Barber though, the opera bar is outstanding. Like I, I think, love opera bar. I think yeah. it's the, the the greatest venue. To yes. just sit and take in the world and talk shit. Like it's just – I agree. It's amazing. And, and anyone who doesn't live in Sydney or hasn't been to Sydney wouldn't understand there's just the opulence is just – we take it for granted being Sydney siders. Yeah. But when you're there and you sort of just let loose, like let – relax and go, yeah, this joint's pretty special. It's it, like during summer when they always have like, you know, your Sunday session music on and yeah. then they're quite – Cocktails, and you can sit along the long seats that go along the water as well. It's just, yeah, I, I love, I love opera bar. It's just, it is. You're right. You sit there and you look at the Harbour Bridge, you look at the Opera House, and you go, "Sucked in, Melbourne. Yeah. We are the prettiest city." Yeah, I, I, I don't understand, and I'll question a lot of harbours around the world and go, "You might be bigger city. You might have more people. You ain't got this." 
You don't. Yeah, it's yeah. two of the most beautiful things, like, within... And, and you can I can go and use a men's toilet in one of the iconic exactly. icons in, in the Sydney. I can, you know, it's amazing. But to be fair, I don't think there would have been a lot of men at that gig. There were quite, there were a few. There yeah. were a few. But um, I, to be fair, there probably were like three and I thought there were more, but I was so changed I don't even know. <laughs> I, I, I like Celeste. I like what she's doing. I like her attitude. I like her rawness. Um, yeah. I, I don't – like I, I listen to a lot of comedians, right, and I watch a lot of comedy stuff. And, and if you want to see you want to see quality, look at Dave Chappelle and look at Bill Burr's latest things on Netflix because they're just outstanding. Um, I don't classify her as a out-and-out comedian. I think she's got no, other, I, other I things. Yeah, but that she is – I don't say she's self-deprecating, but she's honest enough to go, yeah, I'm going to have a crack and I don't give a fuck, and that's what I like. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. That's, that's she the part knows, I like. She knows that's not what she, what she looks like. No, yeah, I, you're right. It's not self-deprecating. She's no. Just, it's just – it's real, though. It's realistic, and I hate that. Oh, she's so real, but, she, you know, yeah. I look at her and I go, you look pretty damn good for a woman who's had two kids, and every woman has a pair of those Harry Highcoat niggas. In their yeah. wardrobe, yeah, and good on you for wearing them and putting them out there to your millions of followers. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. She does, and she's she's not she's not pretending to be someone that she's not. And yet, when she no. does a photo shoot, like you see the covers of her books, she looks stunning. Yeah, you know, she does. She she's beautiful. Yeah, but she's she's husband. that. You know, you can. I don't know. I, I always look at it like it was it was a girl who I'd be friends with at school. That was what she'd be. Yeah. 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 She'd be a cool chick. She'd be the cool chick. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. She'd be the cool chick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've got a pointless question of the day for you because I'm aware that in a very short time you have wedding plans to be made. I do and, and to pick up my child. Exactly. So the yeah. pointless question of the day. In the movie Greece, how many times have you seen Greece? Oh, a lot. Yeah, same. Okay. So I'm pretty confident you know it word for word. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be pretty close. If I'd, I'd maybe get a few words wrong. I even like Greece too, to be fair. So. I've never seen Greece too. Oh, my God. Go and see Greece too. I just – Livy was it. I love Liv. I think she's stunning. Go watch Michelle Pfeiffer. She's, she's a bloody babe. Is she is she that good? I'm, uh... she, like, yeah, anyway, she, okay. I'm going to have to, have to watch it, it. It's very good. You have to watch it. All right. So in the movie Greece. I need an explanation of why did the car fly at the end of the show? Okay. I can tell you that because apparently they die. What? Read the theory. Apparently they die and the car is them going up to heaven. Now, this would sound rehearsed anywhere else in the world, but I was genuine going, I have no idea. Are you serious? There's a theory. Yes. Well, that's fucked up. Yeah, because the queen of random information, um, and I will back it up, Grease Flying Car, let's have a look. Um, here we go, theory. Um, yeah, so it's a dark theory racing across the internet that Danny gets into a car and flies into the sky. Oh, here we go. I didn't know this part, that, da- that Sandy was dead the whole time. What? Yeah. Um, How's that oh, possible? Okay, so apparently when you go back to the summer night when Danny's singing and he said, I saved her life, she nearly drowned. Yep. According to the theory, Sandy did drown. So, but how, yeah. how, how, 
Mm. It was like a dream. Okay. Yeah, that's what that's I I've read I've heard that a couple of times. So that's what I read. So. So yeah. you've just blown me out of the water because I saw this as a question that popped up on Twitter and I went, "Yeah, I'm going to run this by Jess. Jess will know. Like, I'll get something." <laughs> And you just come out and blow me out of the water. I don't know what to say to you. I'm fucked. Yeah, that's. I love these pointless questions. But chances are, I probably know the answer to them. Okay. But yeah, that's yes. Yeah, I've got I've got plenty of them. I, I just oh, good. write them down every day, so I'll um, I'll keep that for future. Okay, good. Have Have you heard of a, a comedian called Nikki Glazer? No. Okay, so she's got a, a special that's coming out on Netflix next month. Now I'm not doing promos for her. She also does a podcast show. There's something about her I like. There's something that pisses me off about her. Okay. I'm, I'm sick of her talking about her vagina. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. sick of There's her talking to, talk about. Yeah, yeah. And she and she doesn't – she is very self-deprecating about her vagina. She says that it looks like a very badly packed suitcase when you just sort of throw everything in and there's bits hanging out the sides. Well, and, to be fair, it's very important for young girls to know that not all vaginas are compact. Well, this is true. This is true. And and But she does it. When the first time you hear it, you go, ha, oh, that's funny, Nikki. But she, she told Conan O'Brien that. And then oh. she's come back since and said, yeah, yeah, I've told you about my vagina. It's very unpa- badly packed. And you thought, whoa, whoa. But her special coming out is called Bangin'. So okay. I can't imagine. It comes out tomorrow, actually, 12 o'clock tonight. But okay. um, the reason I bring her up is she uses like phrases, like she's, she's – she works clean on the radio, like a podcast that she does called You Up on Sirius FM. Yeah. And I do find her amusing and I find that the people that she brings in back her up and, and they are actually amusing too. But she uses a phrase regularly of this bitch and she just oh. says it just as, yeah, so she goes, I'm, you know, this currently my, my shrink that I'm saying and this bitch has got me blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, is that? Can can dudes get away with that? I don't think we can. No. No, no you cannot. No. So that becomes like the N-word for white people. I feel like th- that them's fighting words. If someone went this, but you're like, excuse me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what? But she's she says it regular and she's saying it about someone that she likes and she goes, anyway, so this bitch and I'm like, what? Is this a white girl thing? I don't know. What the fuck's going on? Like, I, yeah, and I, don't just, I don't know. No, yeah, I don't know. Okay. I don't know about that. I'll find out more on that. And I'll tell you about a book that she's reading. This is she, – she reads everything. She, her whole thing is that she can't keep a boyfriend and she's dated all these – when I say dated, I mean fucked all these other male comedians and then she, they don't want Work to. outside your circle. Yeah, exactly. She's flogging a book that she's reading now called Cupid and the Poison Arrow and it's about right. the mentality of when you're single – don't rely on your orgasms to make you happy because that's all you'll do. And then when you have an orgasm, you, you just want to have one to be happy. In actual fact, you're down in the dumps and you're still fucking miserable. And I'm like, what the hell? And, and everyone in her little crew is reading this book. See, I think that the sex you have when you're not with your with, – not with a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, and – Okay, so I've got to think how to play. I'm going to say, if you're in a relatively normal relationship, you're like, you know, you get up, you go to work, you make dinner, you do laundry, you go away on holidays, you do whatever, you're not always going to have the fucking mind-blowing sex because there's more important things to it. Yes, sex is important, but, you know, there's other things. Like, at the end of the day, you want someone that you can have a laugh with that, you know, 
is not going to be a dick. Like that, I think for me. But the sex you have as a single person when you are in a casual relationship or anything like that, it's 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 going to be completely it's completely different because you can. I think you're more um, uninhabited. And what is the word? Um, uninhabited. Thank you. Uninhabited. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> I was thinking. Um, uninhibited when you have no sort of emotional like ties to that person. Yeah, yeah. You're that's not trying to impress them. Yeah. So yeah, that's well, that's yeah, that's what I think, and that's probably why your walls are down. You can probably have these crazy, mind-blowing, orgasmic things because you don't really care. Yeah. Well, she was, and and it's I. I won't read the book out of principle, but. I want to understand the science they're trying to promote, and that prime what they're prime promoting basically is that that a woman's brain is too closely tied to an orgasm that with a partner they have one and they think, oh, he must love me. And while in the men's oh, reverse, yeah. Yeah. We, if we're not, and I I know this to be factual, if we're not connected in more than just sex, but the minute we have sex, it's like, yeah, okay, it's time to go. Like it's. And, and I, this is emotional for women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Like they, they equate sex with emotion. That's why women. I think that's why I don't believe this whole you can just have sex, just have sex and not become like emotionally involved. That's bullshit. Because a woman will always become emotionally involved in some degree because it's just the way that we are. Yeah, yeah. It's the way you're built. Yeah, that's what, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's just the difference. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, I'm, I'll read the back of the book and I'll skim it and I'll give you some theories on it. Yeah, because I'm just – she's flogging it. I'm just like, my God. Like, But I will you tell you – I will tell you that Nikki will jump onto whatever the latest thing is about relationships or – like she's craving to have a relationship. Oh, really? So, oh, because she's – I think she's what, 32 or 33, whatever she is. Biological clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's stamping a foot. But she – yeah. And and she's funny. Like so they, they got her in – I don't know why, but they got her in to do the roast of Alec Baldwin and, and – um, Okay. Um, I'm, I'd be interested to see what her special's like because it's her standalone. She's done bits and pieces with Netflix with others. But, but this, this one, she's just got to hold it herself. Yeah, this is just her, and yeah. I think it's like their running times, they, they want a good 60 minutes. So you can't talk about your vagina for 60 minutes. Well, some people could, but you'd probably get sick of it. <laughs> Pretty much. Hmm. All right, now you need to go. It's I do. Travel time. I Thank you again for your time. I always love catching no, up and having a chat. No, I love Thank you again. And um, I'll have this probably up later tonight. I'll send you the link. I'll send you the Kenny Powers Yes, YouTube. please. Trust me. Yes, you'll, the thing, yes. You'll love yep. it. I, I'm loving that I'm going to watch it as I send it to you. That's that's how good it is. <laughs> it's awesome. All right. Well, you have a wonderful afternoon. I shall. And I'll uh, talk to you again soon. Thanks for your time, yeah, Jess. definitely. Okay. Bye. So once again, we thank Jess um, for getting on the phone and having a chat. I um, always have a great laugh with Jess. She always makes me laugh. Um, and with that, I'm sort of going to wind it up uh, now because I sort of went on a bit longer than what I expected, And but I prefer to be chatting to Jess. So soon enough, 
uh, probably midweek actually. I'll have another one. But I will get back to you about um, Greta actually. Let's just talk about Greta now. Okay, so for people who have pretended not to know or haven't seen on the planet, a young lady from Sweden, Greta Thunberg, I believe, but there's probably a better accent as to how to pronounce it, um, became the hit of everywhere this um, past week as she addressed um, an audience about climate change. For those who haven't heard, this is the, the basis of it. My message is that we'll be watching you. (laughs) This is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school on the other side of the ocean. Yet you all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. And yet, I'm one of the lucky ones. Now, I'll stop it there because that's the part that's been played over and over and over and over again. And she's a passionate young lady who clearly knows what she's talking about. And white men from around Australia went mental about it. In America, she's been accused of having a mental disorder, all sorts of things. Now, that's the caption, that's the part that people wanted to put out there. That's the part that they wanted you to to hear because she got what seemed to be enraged. She actually wasn't enraged. She was just passionate. Now, I won't do political because political has so many different sides. This is a young lady's opinion about um, the ecosystems of the world facing extinction. She's passionate about it. Hey, why not let her speak? But if you actually get down, we'll get down to the end part, you'll find that it's legit. Now, when it comes to global warming, I'm not au fait with the correct statistics. But after seeing the first little part that everyone wanted to talk about and everyone wanted to get angry about, Greta comes back with this. To have a 67% chance of staying below a 1.5 degrees of global temperature rise, the best odds given by the IPCC, the world had 420 gigatons of CO2 left to emit back on January 1st, 2018. Today that figure is already down to less than 350 gigatons. How dare you pretend that this can be sold with just business as usual and some technical solutions? With today's emissions levels, that remaining CO2 budget will be entirely gone within less than eight and a half years. Now, this is the sort of research that this young lady's done. And to say that she has a mental problem or that she's aggressive when all she is is passionate, she talks about facts. I don't know and I've not fact-checked those to say are they legit or are they not. That's not my business. My business is to say... Get off this kid's fucking back. She has made a point where politicians, particularly in Australia, won't put their head on and commit to anything because they're frightened of the backlash or they're going to lose votes or this. It's all about them, 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 them. She's put her head out there and to say, this is what I believe in. These are the things we've got to be concerned with. She's 15 or 16 years old. Like, 
in 20 years' time, she might have a case. And if that is the case, how stupid will we look now being that it was brought to our attention? Um, it's just a matter of just listening. That's all it is. All these people want to jump out and become experts and I tend to think that she might have better research than some of these others. So that's my thoughts on Greta and um, as I said, I didn't want to... Uh, I didn't want to bring it up. I didn't want to add to it this week. But I just found this young lady was very passionate about what she wanted and, you know, I think we really got a bad spin on it. Anyway, that's the way that I see it. If um, if you think differently, hey, let me know. Send me an email at, um, at kmac at gorillaradio.com.au. I'm only too happy to to have a chat about it. But uh, anyway, there's other pressing issues in the world and uh, not trying to destroy a young girl who stands up for something that she believes in, you know. Yeah, we've got to empower these young children. Well, that's all. And that sounds so serious, but, you know, that's the truth of the matter. It's not um, It's not this young lady wanting to destroy anyone. She's actually very passionate about trying to save the planet. That's yeah, not a bad thing. That's my view. That's a bit dramatic, but that's where it finished. Um, I also just want to finish off with um, one last thing. And this is from a Kiwi radio station, ZM. I don't know anyone that picks it up or hears, but I follow these guys on Instagram and I'm I'm sort of stealing something that he put forward on radio. But again, today is International Podcast Day. It's the 30th of September. This will go up tonight which will be daytime around the world, but hit 1st of October in uh, Australia, New Zealand. This is a radio station and it addresses suicide and how we think about things. I don't want to leave on a, on a, on a very um, downer. It's not at all. This is about being open about things and uh, and this show. So let me just cue this up. Okay, so the radio station's called ZM um, I don't know, in New Zealand. The show's called Bree and Clint and um, they're, they're pretty funny actually. I, don't know, I, th- I think that might be afternoon. I catch up on their podcast and these guys are amusing and I, and I like the way they operate and, um, and Bree is just off the planet. She's out there. She gives it to her mum and likes videos. But all the fun and all the laughs, and then Clint just comes out with this, which I just find outstanding. Can I have permission for a little bit of um, hashtag real talk for a second? Is that yeah. okay? Do you remember about five months ago, a uh, friend of mine, um, t- uh, Daryl, took his own life? Yeah, I do uh, remember it very well. Um, it's it's such a weird experience for me, and, and I'm just sharing this now because, I mean, I shared something on my Instagram about it. And I've been completely overwhelmed with the way people have um, sort of they've come, got in touch and they've gone. I'm having the exact same experience. So basically, this whole thing with 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 my friend Daryl is he's the first friend of mine that I've ever known who's um, taken his own life, mm. and it's not like a normal it's not like a normal death. Like it's not like a normal passing. For some reason, I I can't 
I can't process it. Like I can't compartmentalize this thing and go, "Wow, that was a that was a natural thing to happen." He's gone. You know why? It's because you feel like you could have done something. I think so. You know, and yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things where you just never will understand it. Yeah. And it's, and, and you and I don't think you're meant to. It just like uh, the reason I, that I ended up saying something about it was because I saw, I was just scrolling through social media and then a friend of mine put up a, a photo with him in it and it's a beautiful photo and it's a beautiful moment and I just burst into tears I was just sitting on the couch and I just burst into tears and then the other day I was driving into work and I was sitting at the traffic lights and something happened on the radio and I remembered him and I just burst into tears and it just keeps like hitting me out of the blue this thing mm. so. I guess by talking about it, we have the opportunity to recognise our friends who might be in that situation, who might be dealing with mental health issues at the moment, who might be in a dark space, who might just be like withdrawing from conversations and that sort of thing. And I don't ever want to be in the situation again where I think, oh shit, imagine if I'd, imagine if I'd known. Imagine if I had the opportunity to say something to him or just reach out and go, hey, and also, and also, the other part of it is, if you are, if that's you, I know it's really hard, and we've talked about this. I know it's really hard to go because people say, "Oh, you've got to speak up, you've got to say something," and I know that that's layered, and that's that's not an easy thing to do, but you do, you really do. You've got to find that courage somewhere inside you to go, "Hey, I'm having a shit time, and things are dark for me, and I need you to understand it." And maybe that's just because you need people to take a bit of pressure off you at work in your relationships or maybe you're actually going I need some help I need my friends around that sort of thing yeah that's all hashtag real talk done okay yeah. sweet um, Brian Clint this is ZM so I'm so impressed by um, his honesty and how he openly spoke about it on radio and and said straight out you know I wish I had been able to do something. I guess it's on the back of the are you okay? We need to emphasise that. But I think that's a really important point. And um, I'll, I'll put all the details on the show notes as to ZM and Brian Clint. They're fantastic. I jumped on his Instagram and I just went, mate, this is amazing. Congratulations on your honesty. I think this is fantastic. And he went, cheers, bro. Like, thanks very much. The little things that you can do for others can actually just mean the simple things. How are you going? How are you? That's all it is. Anyway, that was pretty intense. That's an hour and no, it's two hours. So I just wanted to finish with that because that's someone who's amazed me. I think it might have been last week. And I, I didn't know how to capture it. I didn't know whether to play it. Is it copyright? Quite possibly. I don't know. It's out there. I'll give you the details ZM. Brian Clint, very funny. Um, good, good radio show and light-hearted, not afraid to hit the real things. Don't forget to rate, um, subscribe, rate, review. Got some shit reviews, actually. I've got a couple of people going, don't bother, which is interesting. But anyway, that's not up to them. Don't have to listen again. This is, this is the thing with podcasts. If you like it, listen. If you don't, fuck off. Um, zero fucks given, pretty much. The other thing was, love to thank all my fans in Romania. Got a big Romanian audience. Never been there in my travels to Europe. I have got a friend, a Romanian friend, flying there tomorrow. Actually, so I'm going to catch up with him uh, and and get him on the podcast while he's over there and tell me what's going on in Romania, which is always a good laugh. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter's where I'm big at. Instagram, 
I'm, I'm now sort of picking up, but more so on Twitter. And uh, we'll be back. I've got another launch of a different podcast coming out this week. And uh, I'll be back after the, the grand final and I'll give a whole sports update and shit. There's plenty more that I haven't touched on. Reality TV, there's lots. Again, thank Jess. I think she was wonderful as usual and always makes me laugh. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.